Hi! Welcome to Drag Hags, where three women of a certain age discuss RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 3. I'm Jan, and I'm here with... I'm Ren. And I'm MC. Okay, so this week we had The Bitchler. Um, and there was a hell of a lot of bitching going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the first bit of bitching was Kennedy taking Thorgy's message way too seriously. Yeah, I, the, we got into the po- post-mortem and, I mean, Shangela took it in which the spirit of which mostly it was intended. Because I think there was a little bit of, you know, acidity to Thorgy's attitude. But she's also a friend of Shangela's and Shangela laughed it off, which is what you have to do. Yeah. I was offended, though. I thought it was re- really bringing the whole drag race thing down to a bad level because there's never been a message like that, even, in, I don't think, even in jest before. And I was really like, yo, that's just like too much. I thought it was juvenile, but I thought Shanji handled it well. Instead yeah. of getting all... And remember, it was directed at Shanji. And Shanji's sort of like, well, yeah, I can get where she's on it. And she thought it was kind of funny. And she kind of just brushed it off and went ahead with her dragons because she is, you know, Daenerys or Shangela Stormborn. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kennedy just would not let it go. And I was just like, you need to stop now. Yeah, I think a lot of the people that were bugging me in this episode were people who were just not staying in their lane. And like Kennedy was not staying in her lane with like bitching about that message and milk when they were going over who they would have gotten rid of. Milk should have just kept her fucking mouth shut. Yeah, and I, I think Milk, I almost feel like it's a, a New York thing, whether, I mean, and not in a necessarily good way, just the fact that, like, the New York queens kind of know each other, and they're sort of, not a posse per se, but they kind of, like, they're a group of them, including Sasha, but Sasha's much more, I think, personable, where they're all very cerebral, and they're all kind of in their heads, as compared to, like, pageant queens or comedy queens, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I think Milk kind of identified with Thorgy in a way, but she should have kept her mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Because that wasn't the place to start, like, defending her, etc. She should have just, like, let it go. And that's what set off this whole thing. It was like, you could see the snowballing from basically scene one onward here. And yeah, and Kennedy needed to stay in her I, I, it, The message was not even remotely directed to her. And she was just like, that's not right. That's not right. And it's like, nobody was talking to you. So, <laughs> so we kind of got off on a really bad foot. And there was a lot of shade being thrown. And meanwhile, Shangela was making more Game of Thrones jokes. Which just endeared her more to me because, you know, she's got her dragon set. I really want to make like a House of Edwards, like Game of Thrones crest now. That actually, that would be excellent. So that means that Alyssa would have to be like crazy Mad King heiress. <laughs> and I don't think Alyssa's that bad. <laughs> Actually, I like Alyssa, so. And whereas Eris, not so much. I don't think he would be a very good toe dancer. Yeah, so we had a lot of shade throwing. And then we got to Ben talking about the decision she would have made had, had she won. And, of course, it was Thorgy also. And I, I just like Ben's sensitive. Ben's a sensitive soul. I just think Bendela takes everything to heart. And I know Shangela was throwing shade later and saying that it was... Shangela is reading too much into to, to Benda's reactions. I think that that... Shandy's just looking at that Spender's playing the game. And I really don't think she is. I, I mean, I think she plays it when she has to. I mean, Jinx made some jokes about that when at one of their live screenings. I think Della really is sensitive and really is trying to, like, play fair. Just, I think, who she is. And I don't think she's playing as hard and fast as other people might. Whereas 
obviously Shanji's in it to win it, and I can't blame her, but mm-hmm. she's not, like, stabbing anybody in the back yet. She's just kind of... But there was tension there, too, and you can see it's, like... I, I don't know. I'm just guessing that there's going to be some blow-up or something between Shanji and Ben later on, just by the way the editing was sort of hinting at it. Yeah. The editing is really, really heavy-handed this season. Yeah. There is so much, like, this is the story we want to tell. That tends to happen with All-Stars, though. Yeah. yeah. Or I think they, they go for more of the drama, especially now that we don't have untucked or anything else so they're building up more of the this is how we'll show you how people are going on and backstage mm-hmm. etc after that we went to the workroom and bb was holding hands with shanji when they came in which was kind of odd it was it was kind of a sweet light-hearted moment but when they came into the workroom they were kind of skipping and holding hands together which was just seemed kind of incongruous for bb so i'm just wondering what was going on to precipitate that or if they were just having a good morning and then we had the maxi challenge which was our fake reality show the bitchler aside roles again this is this is like they've not had to pick their own roles yet at all this season so i find that interesting i'm wondering if that's just to keep it fair to keep some of the uh clickiness that was so rampant in in all stars 2 out of it or or what but i just i would would really like to see them actually be able to pick their own teams and pick their own own what they're doing for once just Mm. to to see what actually happens yeah i i mean you're right that there was assigned everything um i mean my note was that just i thought it was interesting and positive that they picked improv as compared to something scripted or oh yeah yeah because in that way it was an equal playing field and then everybody got their role and everybody got their team handed to them but then how they did it was totally up to them and it wasn't like this is what you're going to say this is what you're going to do you know and and therefore because I mean, last week with the the divas, I mean, a lot of people in social media, including Pandora, Pandora Box, said, which is true, that, you know, some people had it much easier than others in terms of what they were given and just how media role. I mean, I don't think that Milk was wrong about that particular thing or Thorgy, that it was a lot harder to be Stevie Nicks than it was to be Mariah Carey or Julie Andrews in a way because you got, there was more comedy and there was more scripting to start with. I thought everybody's parts were well assigned and they're broad enough that you can interpret them differently. I mean, sometimes you do it the wrong way, but, and doing it with improv means that your part is as good as you want it to be. Right. And you have to play off other people and learn to kind of to build yourself up. Mm-hmm. Right. Rue introduced uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, and I just want to say, yes, he is dreamy. Damn. Oh, he's a cutie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't watch the, uh, Unreal, but I might have to now just to kind of check him out. Don't watch reality shows, or I guess it's a fake reality show. This is technically a reality show. <sighs> well, yeah, I know, but I'm saying, there, I don't know what, what whether Unreal is a fictional reality show or whether it's just some other thing, because I don't watch a lot of It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. With a really, really cute leading guy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So our teams were first Aja and Kennedy, with Aja as the needy girl and Kennedy as the party girl. Milk and Trixie with Milk as the psycho stalker and Trixie as the fake bitch. And then Benjela Krem as the cougar and Bibi as the shy virgin. And then Chi-Chi and Shanji as the polyamorous duo, where Chi-Chi was more into uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman and Shanji was more into Chi-Chi. What did you guys think of, like, the teams, the, the, the roles? I think the teams were fine. I mean, there's not really any clicks, I think, that are coming out of the season. I think everybody's really looking out for themselves. Oh, they are, yeah. So yeah. I think, obviously, there are some people who were on teams that they were going to get bulldozed no matter what and we can get more into that when we're actually talking about the challenge but yeah i mean there was kind of no way that certain people were gonna have a shot just because yeah and it was interesting i thought that 
the teams, I, you know, and I think it, there was a little calculation there that there were stronger people with weaker people than as compared to putting two really super strong people head to head, let's say, in a team. If you had put like Dela and Shangela together, like it would have ended up just being white noise because yeah. they're both so fucking funny. And I think almost in a way, like in putting like Shangela and Chi Chi together in those particular roles of this polyamorous couple, they're supposed to be playing off each other much more than the others who are in direct competition. So I think right. it was almost an idea of Shangela can elevate Chi Chi, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As we said, we'll talk about that in a bit. And also, I think it was just a matter of providing at least one strong performer in each group, so it's more entertaining for the audience at home. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, in a way, it also, if somebody who was perceived as weaker, they might have been able to step up and, and oh, so yeah. come out of their shell. So I think there was some of that also that, well, maybe if we put them against this person, rather than being intimidated and freaking out about it, maybe they'll say, okay, you know, this is what I'm going to do, which sort of kind of worked in some ways and not. I thought it was really interesting that BB wasn't really out of her comfort zone again, but it was odd that she couldn't say sex and <laughs> that she had, you know, the, the conversation she had with Dela was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of sweet. I, I felt like Ben was actually trying to encourage BB mm -hmm. and trying to help her find a way, which again, like I don't, that's, if Ben was truly playing the game, I think he would have set her up possibly to really bomb. Yeah, he, he gave a really good interpretation of, of what he, what the judges wanted. It proved, you know, in the end, in the judging process that he was absolutely spot on with it. And, and, and Baby was like, yeah, no, I'm going to do my thing. And yeah, she did but, her thing. I mean, we can get into it when we're actually talking about the challenge, but I kind of came down on Baby's side. It's like, this was what Baby was comfortable with doing, and I think it worked right. to an extent. So Yeah, but Baby's yeah. been all comfortable all season so far, and that is fine, but it's also, but you also already one once so why are you just playing to the comfort zone it's not like you're better than the rest of the people well in a way she is because she won but... well yeah but it's also season one when no one knew what the hell was going on right she could take risks but so far in not taking risks she's been safe and i mean maybe she's not trying to get to like win the challenges or whatever or maybe she thinks that she can win the challenges i don't know but it's not landed her in the bottom yet so it's working for right. her yeah, yeah so, so which is why certain internet theories about BB being a mole may be true. I mean, everybody keeps saying, well, if she winds up in the top, if she wins or she winds up losing, then we'll know it's definitely not true. But so far, BB's been in the safe zone. And Asha was talking about being the needy girl, and Asha was, like, so way off the mark. She had no clue. She absolutely had no clue. Even before she did the character, she just was like, no, yeah some yeah. other universe of needy girl, you know? Yeah, and I mean, Kennedy was like completely and 100% correct because she said that Asha did, was like, what the hell is she doing? And as we'll discuss later, the judges said basically the same thing. I mean, I heard needy girl and I knew exactly what they wanted. Ren will attest to the fact that I write characters like that occasionally. Oh, uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> I've lived characters like that at times. So, yeah, that one was kind of like, okay uh, all right and then um milk's background story about uh stalking his boyfriend was a little scary that was really scary well my space was really scary it's like oh my god dude you're older than you look unless you're like you know 12 when you're doing this you know my space is kind of scary but the whole st I, I think that yeah that whole story was just like oh this is like that explains so much about you in a way yeah but it also it kind of explains milk's ego also yeah I, but considering he landed the boyfriend and they seem to be really happy, etc. Yeah. Well, good on him. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it works for some people. I don't know. Chi Chi was just, Chi Chi just didn't seem to be finding a character or what 
Chi Chi wanted to do. And... Oh, Chi Chi has hit the Chi Chi wall, which she hit in her season, which is like you know, I you know I I'm not as good as these girls because they come from a, you know a different background and and you know they're also much more you know they got so much more stuff than I have and they have so much more talent than I have and everything, which is not true, you know. But you know she can, but then she gets that way, and so she's now in, in the, she she was the needy girl in the episode. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> Shangela was like really, really supportive and was again, uh, like Dela was working with Bibi. Shangela was trying to help Chi Chi come out of her shell and to try to find a character too. And Chi Chi just was like completely, you know, when Chi Chi, because Shangela was saying, well, what's the background of this character? You know, she was trying to teach her how to build an improv character and Chi Chi was just flailing and, and not listening. Mm -hmm. And Shangela has a lot, I think Shangela has a lot to teach people. Because Shangela's got oh, yeah. talent in from here to eternity. Then there was Trixie and Milk, and they were talking about other people being steamrolled by their their uh, partners and how that wasn't going to happen to them. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they do like putting in that ironic foreshadowing. Yeah, oh, yes. I, I was just like, the prescience there was just like, oh no, honeys, oh no. <laughs> we know where this is going, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought Ruse come on. If then we actually started the challenge, I thought Ruse come on to uh, Jeffrey was like very, very good. Oh, yes. And Bibi's Shy Virgin was adorable, I think. It was really it was really sweet. It wasn't at all funny, but it was really sweet. Yeah, no, it was very much like uh, the Eddie Murphy coming to America type thing. And I, I, I thought it was cute. It, but considering she was partnered with Dela, she had no chance. Yeah. No. Uh, I just thought Dela was, I just put down amazing, amazing, amazing. But I would really yeah. like to see the unpixelated footage to see what was How short up. it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what was showing. What they were actually like, pixelating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, in my head, it's like, you know, was, was she wearing like a pair of like, you know, rubber labia or something <laughs> It was just like, or was there a Merkin? What was going on down there? VH1, you have to tell us. She's perfect. She's this yeah. perfect cougar. You know, you, you see them all in the bars. You know, some of us have had, had relatives who have acted like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah for you Doctor Who fans, um, I thought that Dela looked a lot like Jackie Tyler. Oh my God, hair. she did. She did. Yeah. It's just like, it was amazing. Yeah, no shade on, on Camille Kadori, who is a beautiful, beautiful woman, but just like, also Jackie was not quite a cougar, but she kind of fits in with that. No, she was a cougar. Uh, yeah, she was a cougar, yeah. yeah. Well, see, she, Camille's like close to my age, so like, but we're too young to be cougars. But, no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, hush. A lot of the social media seem to be calling her like tan mom. And I can okay. definitely see that. Oh, yeah. Tam mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bendela, like, really handled it so well because even when, like, she was not in the, like, the center of the scene when, like, BB would be doing something, she was adding, like, the champagne to her own, like, cocktail glass and then drinking from it. That's really good to, like, keep active, keep in character. Right. Yeah, she was keeping in character and, and adding shtick without completely taking the spotlight off of what Bibi was doing and allowing Bibi to, to interact also. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there was a lot of good give and take, but I think also Dela does theater and, and improv and stuff. So I think Dela knows how to work with other people on a stage and, and improv groups more so than perhaps some of the other people did. Not as an excuse, but I think it's a positive. Mm -hmm. She knows how to like share the stage with other people. Right. Yeah. I, I thought that was perfect. And then we had uh, Trixie as the fake bitch. And I thought Trixie was awesome. Yeah, she's uh, perfect. She was great. Yeah. yeah, that was, the judges said, like, as soon as she stepped out of that car, 
she was that character. My only criticism was I just wish she'd change. I, I know it's Trixie, but I wish she'd change her makeup up a little. I would love to see like some slight difference in, in, in her face and her makeup. You know, a variation on a theme, perhaps. But it's just the, the one thing that bugs me. But it's her. It's her. It's her signature, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, I, you know, somebody like Bianca has has a signature look, but Bianca actually does kind of mix it up a little bit. Character-wise, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, getting uh, the, the bitchler's name wrong constantly and just always talking on the phone. I mean, obviously, we'll get into talking about Milk, but when Milk was absolutely trying to dominate and Trixie was trying to get in there, I felt like, Trixie was good in where she was trying to get in. Like, it did not feel like it turned into a shouting match. I felt she still stayed in character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it was like what Shanji was saying. I mean, like, when she was pulling faces and, you know, pretending to be on the phone, those faces were real because she was definitely getting annoyed. But she knew how to handle it. She didn't, like, suddenly throw in the middle of the scene and, you know, carry on or anything. So, yeah, she. I think she, her comedic cues were correct. I mm-hmm. think she was really on point. And in a way, it's a shame if had she had a better and more more receptive partner i think she probably could have won the challenge yeah i think yeah she probably could have yeah then there was milk which i I think milk started out on the right note but the problem is that he stayed on that note she stayed on that note and there was never any variation and her crazy wasn't even like at a certain point it wasn't funny it was just like creepy stop (laughs) yeah no i mean like you could have found like a lot of different ways to do that like it was it was like always cranked up to 11. The thing with a stalker is a stalker does not see anything wrong with what they're doing. And you could always see that milk is like, okay, I got to like make it more creepy. I got to make it yeah. more creepy. And it's like, no, you've got to, you got to pull it back. You got to chill. You got to start like at five and then we can wait until 11, you know? It's like, oh, I love your hair. Would you mind if I take a lock or two? Making a doll. <laughs> <laughs> If you watch, like, all the made-for-TV movies, you know, the soccer movies on, like, Lifetime or Hallmark Drama or whatever, usually when you first meet the stalker they seem like a really nice person they seem really together and just friendly and open and and they build up to the big dun 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 i'm a crazy creepy psycho stalker they don't just start shouting and and ranting and whatever to begin with so that was part of the problem there too that milk just as you said we started at 11 and there was nowhere to go from there yeah she started she started where she should have ended up you know in the in the two-on-one dating scene but you know and tender ways to go but just louder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Aja and Kennedy scene, Kennedy like totally, totally shocked me. I, I knew she like I remembered that she'd done Snatch Game and she did the Little Richard, which was really good. But, and won. Yeah. Uh, but she was like amazed ball, uh, unbelievably amazed ball here. She just was like really, really yeah, fun. I think the so. only problem I had with Kennedy was with the flipper, and I know it was it was funny, but it made what she was saying a little unintelligible sometimes so i'm trying to decide it's like was it worth it to have yeah no i i actually had noticed that too but then i thought well maybe i'm just like missing the joke here. yeah because yeah you know she's she's parting so much that her teeth are like messed up etc and she doesn't care because she's just drunk all the time yeah. yeah and then we had aja and i mean like okay uh this is gonna be a very young reference because this movie is from when i was a teenager but there was this movie called can't hardly wait and there's this character called the drunk crying girl and that's her only name and she spends the entire movie just crying and just like unintelligibly like 
ranting and it's like okay this is who Aja is playing like she is not needy she kind of started right where she just runs up to him and throws her arms around him that should have been what she was doing just like constantly on him and it's just like I love you so much I'm planning our wedding and it's going to be so wonderful the one thing that she did right initially was like should I open the door should I close the door like you know with a car door but that that's the needy girl it's like that neurosis of do you want me to change my hair is my hair okay like now or should I be wearing this or do you want me to change because I can go and change if you want me to because constantly you're looking for approval you're looking for you know yes you're wonderful no you're doing everything right not I don't know what Asha was doing <laughs> I can't even I liked her stuffed animal it was cute yeah. could have its own Instagram yeah that's about that. that's the only positive thing I have to say about Asha's performance was I liked the stuffed animal <laughs> I, I think anybody would have had a hard time holding their own against Kennedy because she really was like stealing everything I mean stealing yeah. the scene wise but I, there could have been somebody else it's just she was not working with a strong partner there I almost feel like Aja should not have been tolerating Kennedy in that scene because her character should have been like no look at me no, no, no you have to be with me because you because you love me right you don't want somebody like that I mean I mean if you want me to drink I can drink I mean you know we can do that but but yeah and then last we had uh, Shangela and Chi Chi and in a hot tub and Shangela was just oh my god was oh so gosh, Angela was, was balls. <laughs> she knew exactly who her character was. The description is just like polyamorous couple. And Shangela's just like, okay, I'm going to go hardcore lesbian. And she dressed like the part, like the super serious. And it's just like, got the snorkel. <laughs> the snorkel. <laughs> One of the things I love about Changela is she's learned to like go for it and like not have any fucks to give. And she always hits when she goes for it. She's always right. It's always like the right decision. It's not just like, well, do whatever. And then no, honey, you shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. Her comedic timing and her just like her, her snark is beautiful. Yeah. She really, really got it. And unfortunately, been, she'd been working with somebody who was stronger. I think it would have been a great scene for the three of them. Yeah. Chi-Chi just didn't know who Chi-Chi was playing and what Chi-Chi and was she And, and she, she yielded to, to uh, Shangela for everything. And instead of saying something that, that Shangela could have played off of, you know, even if it was, uh, oh, no, 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 dear, you don't want to that kind of thing or whatever. You know, she's just like, well, whatever mama says. And that was it. And... Right, and that wasn't even the character description because the character was supposed to be really, really into him and not listening to her. She wants a threesome, but she really wants the dude, not because she's already had her partner. Yeah, so right. She totally flatlined. I really feel like Shangela and Trixie should have placed higher if they had had better partners. If they had had yeah. partners yeah. that they could have like worked off of better. The funniest thing is that I think had it been reversed, it would have been Chi-Chi and Trixie. I think that would have worked better. Mm-hmm. I think Milk still would have been like, kind of crazy in Milk's own way. But I think Milk and Shanji might have been able to bounce off each other a little bit more. I don't know. Especially in a, in, in a polyamorous duo and plus a third for a threesome. And then we went back to the workroom and Chi-Chi had another meltdown. She pulled a Thorgy. Yeah. Too many mind games and, you know, and, and melted down because of it. Yeah. Trixie was, though, was starting to whine a bit, too. Past the wine because everybody's starting to do it. Chi-Chi was like, completely in Thorgy territory. Because, oh, she was, yeah. Yeah, because she was self-sabotage. I mean, it's like, instead of trying to own it and doing what you got to do for you and not worrying, because if you're in All-Stars and you placed as high as you did, obviously you're better than you think you are and you have to stop blaming it on, I don't have money or I don't have this and I don't have that. And also Chi-Chi doesn't have those problems anymore. Like, financially. No. Everybody's getting in their head and it's making the show unpleasant to watch because it's either that people are scheming 
or people are doubting themselves. And it's like, no, just go and do the challenges the best you can. And, like, this is something that I will really give to All-Stars too. I know people call Alaska the Queen of Snakes, but Alaska just went in there and did the fucking challenges. And I think, like, that's one of the things with uh, Ben, who is now, like, three for three. We're not seeing that kind of doubt or scheming from Bendela. It's just like, I'm gonna go and do the challenges and do them the best I can. Yeah. Yeah. If Bendela is scheming, Bendela knows how to play poker because Bendela is not sharing them with everybody and like spilling. If there's calculations going on, it's not coming out. I, maybe it's the edit, but I don't think so. I think Ben is keeping that part close to the vest. And yeah, just going and focusing on what Bendela has to do to ben. win the stuff. I mean, in the workroom and, you know, amongst other people, Shangela is doing the same thing, but she's playing it in the interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think Ben is just playing even, you know, even a closer game because, you know, he's not saying anything even in the interview section. I think Trixie is not as bad as Chi-Chi. Trixie started whining, but Trixie at least has sense of self outside of the, the show. And Trixie was saying, you know, I'm Beyonce elsewhere, but here I suddenly am feeling intimidated because I'm with these other people. But Trixie sort of knows also that it's it, it's it's not a real world. He was saying between these four yeah. fake walls. The snarky part of me was just like, Beyonce, really, Trixie? Are you sure you're not Michelle Williams and Katya's Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Shh. You know, Trixie could even be Solange, but... <laughs> I agree. I don't think Trixie is quite Beyonce either, but Trixie's got a higher, I think Trixie has a following and Trixie, Trixie does have sense of self, Mm -hmm. but, but I think Trixie was trying to like, you could see her trying to at least talk herself out of the the self-doubt and pushing forward and saying, you know, I can do this. And I think if Trixie had had a better partner, Trixie would have won. So she's trying a lot harder. Whereas Chi-Chi's just like throwing her hands up and flailing and I can't, I can't, oh, I'm, I'm going to lose anyway. Should I even be here? Chi-Chi, I'm not surprised that she's feeling like this at this point because by the time Roxy Andrews had three losses, she was ready to go home. And this is three in a row for Chi Chi. Yeah. She's been in the bottom three times and there's only been three episodes. So yeah, I can I can see her being maybe I should not be here. Yeah, I mean she was sort of sounding like Adore also, but in terms of just the self doubt and we know that like Adore just checked herself out. So Yeah. I won't be surprised if Chi Chi does something similar. So it's getting kind of tiring and I think it's just personality wise where when somebody is that down and out and you constantly everybody else has to keep saying no no you're wonderful you're okay you can keep doing this without ever it just gets like exhausting to hear it and to see it oh yeah Ben and, and Shangela and Milk were in the workroom and they were talking about who was going to go home and who was in the bottom three and they're right out of two of the three but Milk was so overconfident I wanted to like punch something yeah uh, possibly Milk <laughs> Every time Milk opened her mouth this episode, I, I was just ready, ready to slap her upside the head. And that was just because she had a, a different picture of herself than what everybody else was seeing. And I mean, it's good that you can have that kind of ego, but it's also having to say it so often it makes it hard to tolerate. One of the reasons I'm, I'm a little more sympathetic towards Milk than other people, not us three, but just like people on social media, is that I think Milk is somebody who actually is not as self-confident as they're putting out. Because... Milk seems to be constantly having to like build himself up and talking about how good he is and how sure he's going to do this. And sometimes overconfidence is actually compensating for like a lot of uh, 
self-doubt also it's just a different way of manifesting it Mm -hmm. because when you constantly have to remind people that how awesome you are and what a great you know fill in the blank you are and how you can do this that and the other thing usually there's a reason for it it's not a positive one i mean milk is doing pretty well for himself anyway i know this week was new york fashion week he was in the mark jacobs show and he was on the runway and did his hair in like fabulous blues and greens so yeah no he looked good yeah he was really, really looking good he does drag and his Boyfriend does drag, and then they also, I mean, his boyfriend is also a ballet dancer and I think a DJ and stuff. So I think drag is not Milk's only thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think there, I think there's more going on there, and I think Milk is just as happy being a model and doing other stuff too. So perhaps this is not the venue for Milk. Competition shows are not the venue for Agreed. Milk. Agreed. Yeah. And then Kennedy was getting petulant also in the middle of this, and because Kennedy was like really, really, really butthurt by everything that Milk had said, and, and just the whole episode, Kennedy seemed to be butthurt about something. Kennedy is a Virgo. And and I just, my own personal feelings towards Virgos kind of came out. Kennedy needed to sort of step away from that also and stop dwelling on the the personal stuff that went on there. I feel like a lot of it might have come down to editing where they were like, we want yeah. to play up this one day rivalry so that we can justify the ending. Which I, I think it did. As you were saying, it's just like it's getting unpleasant because so many people are kind of unhappy and so many people are getting in their own heads and fetching. And I, I don't know, it's just not as fun as it could be. Then we had the runway itself. Wigs on Wigs, inspired by Roxy Andrews, which was one of the best things that I think Roxy ever did, doing the, the wig reveal. Agreed. Yeah. This was very much like the two-in-one looks from All-Stars 2. Everybody sort of interpreted it differently. So I thought that Bendelacram was just amazing. We had, what, two different wigs and a, a convertible dress that also was a wig. You know, Ben is just doing what Ben has to do to win challenges. But I think also Bendelacram, she, she's having fun with it. I think she always did. I mean, I think in her season, she did also because she kind of thinks out of the box. So I think the, the, the hairy dress thing was probably Perfect. It just was like, it was a lot of fun and a lot of kitsch. It was un- and it was unexpected because other, you know, everybody else you expected just to pull off a wig and then there's another wig and then there's another wig. But when there was just like, oh, that's where the wig is. All right. If Bendela did not have the wig skirt, she would not have won the challenge. I think if it had just right. been no. the thing that had come off on top because it was okay. It was a typical Benda look. Yeah, it was, a, it was a typical Bendela look, and it was just like a headpiece, and then she removed that and kind of revealed the wig that was on underneath. And it was okay, but it could have been better. But with the skirt, it's like, okay, yeah, I can I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah that saved it. BB was next, and I, I liked what BB did, and she also had a convertible dress because it was kind of the long, the longer thing, and it made it shorter and then also she had the much longer hairpiece underneath but it, it was it was okay it was baby. it was elegant it was regal it was baby it was nothing out of the ordinary i, I thought she was gorgeous but the reveal was kind of meh for me i but yeah. part of the yeah. problem might have been the editing because they didn't actually show the reveal they cut they cut to the judges oh, that's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah. sort of kind of in the middle of it, yeah. Which is kind of is annoying. Trixie, I thought Trixie's was really cute also. Um, that's because Trixie was doing the Lady Bunny thing. Yes. And then went to the, the uh, Naomi Smalls, I guess, the really like short kind of pixie cut underneath. Yeah. And I thought that was really good for Trixie. And, was, and that was, to me, that's like Trixie mixing things up a little bit more yeah. in terms of Trixie's look. Even though it's the same basic thing, it, it, it was different. She's super cute as Lady Bunny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lady Bunny's pretty old. Like, they always talk about it. So when Lady Bunny dies, <laughs> Trixie should just... Just like take her shit. 
And also, I like the 60s aesthetic, so it just... Oh, it, yeah. It I thought it worked baby. really nicely. And then we had milk. I thought milk looked kind of cute, but the, the I Dream of Jeannie thing and the Chrissy doll with the hair pulling out was cute. But Michelle was right that the hair was bad. You can see the structure of, of, of where the, the hair was being pulled out. I thought the ombre wig did not work. If you have dark hair on top and, and then like tipped on the bottom, the pear piece on top didn't match with the dark part of the wig to me. It just looked... No, it didn't. It did. It was off. The look was cute, but it was sloppy. Like last time, Milk's look, it was Celine, but it was a sloppy version of Celine, and we won't rehash that. But this could have been really good, but it was not very refined. And yeah, you could see the thing that was holding it. And as somebody who does costumes, it's like, if you have that kind of situation, you paint the fucking cup to match the wig. I do doll customization, and, and it's the first thing you do when you're changing hair color. Because usually when you take the doll's hair, the top is painted to kind of match. So if you're going to go from blonde to brown, then you paint it flesh color, you paint it closer to the lighter color, so that the actual scalp is not showing underneath. Yeah. It's exactly that. And, you know, even if she'd use foam or something, like pink foam, just something. It just was sloppy. And like I said, I didn't like the blonde hairpiece on top of, like, the dark roots of the ombre wig. So it just, it looked like pasted on on top of that. The whole thing was just... It was obviously, you know, just two things stuck together as opposed to a hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I felt the dress and the makeup, there was sloppiness there. So I just felt it wasn't very polished. Yeah, I like the dress itself, but the makeup with the dress didn't quite work it was and, and the, the glittery thing stuck on her lip didn't quite work and i know she was trying to be artsy too i think with the makeup and 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 it didn't quite pull together it didn't work it didn't it didn't coalesce no then came asia so aja sorry i keep thinking of the band i personally did not like aja's look again i'm gonna say there was really little padding but you know what i'm, I'm gonna say that was very good that was very quiet you know, it was really, you know, anime, manga kind of thing. It was, it was you know, like the best thing I've seen her do. I really enjoyed this. And Jan, I think you're going to have to get used to the fact that Aja doesn't pad. I think this is a younger queen thing because we've seen this with like Violet Chachki. There's Naomi Smalls. There's very much kind of this trend towards you're more androgynous which i know is like kind of weird when it comes to drag queens but it's it's a style and this look was really good for her it worked very well the reveals were great yeah it really fit with the anime kawaii style so yeah i can see where the judges really like this yeah i mean to me i think it's just my aesthetic as compared to like you know aja's aesthetic it's and it's not even i mean for me it's it's her padding is much others like with Violet. I think even though I Violet on other reasons I'm not the biggest fan of. I think visually, I think she always looks phenomenal. So I don't know. It's just whatever it is, it is. But I, I actually liked Ash's purple wig. I thought the sort of anime, the kawaii look at the end with the purple wig was really mm-hmm. cute. From I thought that worked really nicely. So I'm not completely against her. Um, then we got uh, Kennedy, and Kennedy had a two wig or three wig reveal actually but the, the outfit itself was a kennedy davenport outfit so it didn't really stand out so it didn't necessarily work with the reveals because it was just like you know here i am and oh yes i have i have to take off wigs now so i'm gonna take off a wig oh i'll take off this wig next and, and it was kind of meh i feel she was missing a dress reveal yeah yeah like that would have made it like i thought she looked very beautiful oh yeah she always looks beautiful the wig reveals were pretty good because like you could not clock that she had the third wig under there there was just something a little more that was needed yeah and i mean it was a beautiful beautiful gown but as you know ren said it's very much a kennedy it was sort of a bob mackie you know spangled 
evening gown look. Pageant queen, you know. Right. And the makeup was very pageant queen, which is good. But also, I don't think the dress, if I remember, was the more earth tones. It was kind of browns and, and neutrals. Mm-hmm. And it, the wigs were different colors. One was blonde and one was pink, I think, or peachy. Yeah. There was an oomph, you know, a zhuzh moment that didn't quite get there happened yeah but the, the three reveals themselves were really nice i think that part worked really well then we had chi chi again and i didn't like the makeup i thought the makeup was a little sloppy i like this sort of indian bollywood aesthetic you know in terms of the nose ring and the the earrings and especially the long straight wig at the, the second one i don't even remember what the first one looked like it was a fro of some form. yeah that's right yeah it was a big fro so it was kind of it was sort of a bollywood aesthetic there but it i don't know i don't know it just like kind of, to me like it kind of reeked of insecurity again even though it was nice I thought it was great. I thought there's something that she hasn't done before. She, you know, she padded well. You know, yeah. she did something out, totally outside of her box. She looked gorgeous. You know, I, I thought it was really well pulled off. I thought it was okay. I mean, my problem with the reveal is that it was really easy to hide that really flat wig under the afro. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was pretty, but I wasn't impressed by the runway. Yeah. And then um, we had Shanji and, and, and her entire corn theme. Hallelujah. The corn dress finally returned. I was <laughs> I was hoping that last week's, you know, with, with the redo, was was going to be the corn dress but she saved it for this week and oh man she pulled it off yeah i i thought it was phenomenal um my only minor minor quibble was that the first wig wasn't really a wig so much as it was kind of a headpiece but i like the green wig with the popcorn underneath it and i thought that was amazing and i thought she looked amazing i thought the whole thing was really funny i was really blown away by it the fact that it was a headpiece more than a wig might have been what kept her from being in the top even more than chi chi keeping her back in the performance yeah but i really did love that look and it was very much the little pound cake of all stars three because this is like just a callback and that's what makes it so endearing and it's done really well to me like one of the things that shangela has like excelled with this year i think it's like tying things together and really like having a very encompassed whatever she's doing everything works together and it's just like hits the nail on the head in terms of what she's trying to do and it's just like a really good synthesis of everything working together mm-hmm. so oh absolutely yeah so i, I think she, she's just amazing like that you know it's something she's learned i mean she was somebody like chi chi where she didn't initially didn't know what she was doing but she learned and she's built herself up mm-hmm. and i think she just like deserves major major props for that and then we had the judges critiques i think they were pretty much spot on with everybody milk's big big problems was milk started arguing with michelle about the wig and seeing the cup holder and michelle pointed it out and you don't say well they're just dark roots ha 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 no it was a black plastic cup on your head Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mostly agreed with the judges i mean i could have made arguments for different people to have won but that happens all the time oh sure yeah no i i I really put me much was on board with what the judges said there's sometimes like you know the stevie nicks thing i think they were completely off but in this case i I, there was nothing that even if i didn't agree i could see where they were coming from there was nothing that was out of the or like what are you talking about also aja had a lot of excuses about what a needy girl is and that was like what it's like well i guess i have to look it up and and have redefined it and it's just like uh no no you don't have to redefine anything. We all know what a needy girl is. There's nobody, the three of us all are in perfect agreement and so were the judges and so were most of the contestants. So <laughs> just admit you were wrong and move on. And then Chi Chi also started again with the kind of, and here I said bordering on the adore territory in terms of the boohooing and the insecurity and the needing of building up again. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if 
Chi-Chi was really looking to be built up. I really think Chi-Chi was asking to go home. Go home. Yeah. There was like, you know, here I'm going I'm to throw myself on the, you know, out of it by talking to the judges and saying that I'm kind of crap and I should go, basically. And let's hope that I do. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see whether like Chi-Chi continues to spiral down in future because I, I think it's coming. Cause I, and I don't expect a major rally. I mean, I think I would be shocked and pleased if it happened, but I'm not guessing it. Next week is Snatch Game. <laughs> so uh, our winners for the week were Kennedy and Bendela. And I thought Bendela, I, I can't argue with either one of them winning it. Like we said, may, my only quibble is maybe Shangela. There should have been three winners. But Shangela, yeah, there were some minor issues there and as you said maybe it was the headpiece on the runway or maybe it was just kind of being held back by chi chi i don't wow ben's got a huge target on her yeah oh yeah is this the first time in drag race history that anyone's won three challenges in a row i think so i'll have to check i would be surprised if it wasn't because i know like the record for wins is four challenges but that was over an entire over an entire season yeah yeah so yeah, this Ben's getting close now to like getting like hitting a record. I believe it's Sharon, Alaska, and Bianca who won four challenges. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ben's actually really well positioned to beat that unless somebody takes her out. Now the problem is like for having you know Bendela Creme lip syncing against Kennedy is you know uh, MC has pointed out in the past Kennedy is a lip sync assassin. This was like gonna be I did not expect Dela to win because Kennedy is so freaking awesome. There was no chance. It just didn't happen. And, you know, Dilla said that she actually decided not to camp it up this week. And I think that was good just to show that she can do something different that is not always the comedy. And although she wasn't camping it up, it was still hella overdramatic. Yeah. yeah. Compared to Kennedy. But Kennedy just proved that she is the lipstick assassin because the song did not require big movements and big dramatic hand gestures and that's what that's what Kennedy didn't do this you couldn't have camped this up because if he did it would have been embarrassing there's sometimes where you know in theater and stuff that stillness is more important than moving oh yeah and I thought Kennedy had like the perfect amount of stillness and just like very very subtle movements head turns whatever it was it was really really nice i think she was really better dressed for the lip sync too. yes i mean if it's just being allowed now to change for the lip sync you know i think i would have preferred bend in something a bit more so her, her outfit was fun and, and and bend in something like that I would have preferred something a little more um i don't you know subtle and her wig was hindering her oh yeah yeah yeah. Meanwhile, Kennedy had another fucking wig reveal. Right. Which I like because that kind of kept with the, with the theme of the runway. Yeah. So that was a nice touch. I have no qualms about Kennedy winning this week. Yeah. She, like I said, she surprised me um, in a good way in the improv. And then just the, the lip sync was like, there's there was nobody who can touch her. So it was good. Um, and then we got to the deliberations as to who was going to go home. And again, Milk was completely delusional. And in terms of the fact that she didn't deserve to be in the bottom and she didn't do this and she didn't do that and it was just like stop already and, and Kenny's a professional and so we'll, we'll send a person home who deserves it and not me and it's not like we've been fighting for the last couple of days yeah and Kennedy hasn't been walking around with a huge huge chip on her shoulder about uh, milk and like you did like who is was there anybody out there that was like shocked that Kennedy chose to send Milk home. I mean, I, I predicted it as soon as it happened. It was just like, it, it doesn't matter. There is a personality crisis. This is this one is personal. It's not scheming. It's not anything. It's just, I hate you. Go away. You know, I'm screwing you over. And also, I mean, Chi-Chi is her drag daughter-ish. 
So I, I think there was a little bit of sympathy there, more than perhaps there should have been. Yeah. But whereas, you know, Dela was assessing things and going through the whole thing and talking to people. And it'll be interesting to find out who Dela would have sent home. It wouldn't surprise me if Dela decided to send home Chi-Chi. Just because Chi-Chi has given up. Yeah, no, Chi-Chi needs to be put out of her misery. Yeah, yeah, basically. And she was broadcasting Send Me Home. Yeah. It, but I have to say when it comes to the decision, and this is as somebody who really liked milk, I'm kind of over milk at this point. It's like, I would like to see what milk does outside of the show, but actually on the show, the way they're editing her, the way she was acting, it was making things unpleasant for me. So I was kind of glad to have that energy gone. Oh yeah, that's bad energy overall. So yeah, don't let the door hit you on the way out, milk. Yeah, I, I was kind of joking that I, I, I would have been happy with like a, you know, if all three of them had been eliminated because I just, I mean, Chi Chi wants to go home. Chi Chi is not a happy camper. You know, milk is just over bearing and like out of her head in terms of her ability and i don't know asha just i, I think it was just the the improv was so bad <laughs> that i kind of like okay you can go too i would have been fine with asha staying like i mean the fact that they did a bottom three kind of i found curious because i didn't think i mean especially because i liked asha's runway so much that i think that they could have just done chi chi and and milk uh, but i don't know they like to change things up to make things interesting yeah like last week we had you know three people that were supposedly safe and then or sorry the top we had a top three and then they picked two out of the three or something i don't i don't remember the format yeah they're trying to like switch things around but it'll be interesting to see where we go next week and who's doing what uh because next week is snatch day next week is snatch game yeah and they were really good with the trailer because they did not show anybody dressed up for snatch games so we have no idea what anybody's doing right i'm guessing between now and and then there'll probably be like some i mean i would be really happy if we were all shocked and we didn't get to see what it was but i suspect there'll be like some more teasers and, and stuff on social media oh, yeah. in the week so milk went home probably deservedly chi chi stayed but probably shouldn't have and everybody else is kind of hanging in there so we'll see where it goes from here so out of everybody for in terms of our uh, charisma uniqueness nerve and talent for the week i'm nominating for charisma ben and actually trixie because i thought that trixie held her own despite being steamrollered i thought she kind of and also kennedy too because kennedy was like amazingly good and everything yeah you couldn't take your eyes off of them in in, in the maxi challenge yeah. so i think and um in terms of uniqueness i was kind of not sure who was kind of stood out in a unique way this week. So. I would have said Shangela. Okay. Shangela stood out to me because the character she played was very different from any of the others. And her runway was super unique. Like, yeah, nobody yeah. Okay. can do that but Shangela. Yeah, nobody else. If anybody else came out in a corn dress, they'd all get the side eye. <laughs> in terms of nerve, I, I said milk because just the chutzpah again. Oh yeah, <laughs> milk. It's just like the nerve of the... Of, of interpreting everything going on in, in such a, you know, a way that overly favors her yeah i feel like nerve is our booby prize yeah well <laughs> it is kind of you know nobody's i don't think anybody's shown like any major moxie of the other kind of nerve in a different Not way yet, yeah. yeah so it's uh, they've got, like, the, the nerve of this person really <laughs> And then in terms of talent, again, like the same three people, and probably four actually, because I think Shangela goes in there too, is Ben and Kennedy, Trixie, and Shangela. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we, I think that might be our top four. And everybody yeah, else would be a good one, in, yeah. in the dust. <laughs> I'm still not sure BB's really competing. So next week we've got Snatch Game and we don't know what else, um, or who our judges are yet. So I guess that's it for this week. Bye!
Bye. Bye.